Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica. It is your host, Erica, here today, and today's going to be a little bit of a different episode than what I normally do. So I realize that today, December 3rd, 2022, is the two-year anniversary of honestly one of the hardest days of my life that was a massive catapult for my healing. So it just felt right to record today and share with you guys um, just how how I've grown since then. So I'm sorry if I'm a little sad today. It's kind of a hard day. But I wanted to use this moment to help others who maybe are feeling the same way, right? So let me just set the backstory a little bit. So December of December 3rd, 2020, my grandmother passed away unexpectedly. And some of you may be thinking, okay, I'm sorry, that sucks. But like, why is that one of the hardest days of your life? Well, other things had happened that day. I made some really big life decisions right before I found out the news that were chain they that changed my life. Um, that were me choosing myself, me gaining my independence back, and me realizing that I am deserving and worth more. And then literally right after I made that decision and acted upon it, like within minutes, I found out from my cousin that my grandma had passed unexpectedly. And Here's the thing, guys, that a lot of people don't really know because I don't share it a ton, but we're going there for my podcast community. We're going to go there this week. Um, My grandma and I were estranged. I had not seen her since I was 10 years old, and that's why it's so hard. We had some minimal communication. I apologize. I'm getting emotional. Sorry. Um, We had had minimal communication for many reasons, Um, partially because, you know, when I stopped seeing my dad, I stopped seeing the whole family. And that's been something I've been working through for a long, long time because it wasn't just losing one person. It was losing a whole family. It is very complicated, right? And it's just starting to heal. 
like 18 years later, you know, it's just starting to heal. And so I, this might sound naive, but maybe you guys get it. Um, I think what was difficult about finding out that she had passed was realizing that we were never truly going to like have that reconciliation and realizing that she was gone. And that I missed out on years with her. I'm sorry, guys. And it broke my heart, if you can't tell. It really broke my heart because my grandma was like a second mom to me. She was kind of like the maternal figure for me when I was at my dad's house. And we were pretty close when I did know her, you know. And there was a lot of pain. Um, There's a lot of pain there. But there's so many things that I do still that remind me of her. Little things that I've taken with me into adulthood. Such as, I'm sorry, but peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with apple jelly are always going to be superior. And I always love having my eggs over easy with a grapefruit. It's just the best. And she was always like put together and had her nails done and just kind and so loving. And growing up, I used to want to um, buy the house next door. So I would always live near her. So when everything happened and I stopped seeing her, it was really painful. And then realizing that she was gone before we could fully reconnect was difficult, especially because actually a few months prior, I had wanted to reconnect and reach out because I was living back in Michigan, but I realized that they were kind of snowboarding it. And so she was in Florida and because of COVID, they decided to stay in Florida. Um, And so I never got the opportunity by the time I was ready. It was like too late. So when she passed, it broke me. It really broke me. I don't think I've cried that hard or felt that lost or alone ever, (laughs) to be honest, ever, especially because to set the stage, I was alone in a state where I had few friends. I didn't know many people. It was right before my birthday. My birthday's coming up and before the holidays, and I knew I'd be spending both of those alone. And overall, It was just incredibly painful. That being said, and this is where I hope it gets a little more motivational and encouraging. I'm not grateful it happened. Obviously, I wish she was here. But I'm grateful that I've been able to, since, really recognize. um, It allowed me to really, like that low point, feeling so low was the catapult for me to go into much deeper healing because I felt so alone and sad and I did not know what to do. And so I reached out to certain individuals in my life who connected me with people that has brought so much growth. So for example, 
Um, that was the start of my dad and I very, like in very small ways reconnecting, like very, very minimal, but it was the start. And I know my grandma had a hand in that. And I know she's with me. Um, I'm actually very ironically reading a really good book right now about connecting with like your spirit guides. And so I know she's with me. I'm confident in that. Um, but sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry that I'm sad. Um, but it's so interesting because then I also was connected via my priest back in college. I'd reached out to him because he just had helped me so much. And I was like, Father Ben, I'm so low. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. And he connected me with the people that actually um, were involved in ACOA, which as I've talked about a lot, has been a massive catapult for me in my healing journey. And so even though that pain and that agony, and it really hasn't gone away. The pain is still there, obviously, two years later, and I still am incredibly saddened by this. I am so incredibly grateful that I've been able to see the pain and acknowledge the pain and start working through the pain. Because here's the thing, guys, if you don't see your pain, if you don't allow yourself to sit in it, you're never going to work through it. You're just going to repress it. And that does a lot of damage. It does a lot of damage on your mind. It does a lot of damage on your body and on your spirit. Okay. It does so much fucking damage, right? And so I am just so grateful that the amount of pain and sorrow that I felt in that time led me to my greatest healing that I've experienced and that I know is helping me break those generational curses and be able to not pass on the trauma that I endured and help if I have a family someday or just really anyone that I encounter be able to be much healthier in all of those relationships, right? So I'm recording today, even though I'm emotional as fuck and I'm just honestly sad. (laughs) I'm just sad. Uh, I wanted to record today when I'm feeling these raw emotions because I wanted it to be a reminder for you guys that sometimes the storms have a greater purpose even if you don't realize what that purpose is at the time. And that doesn't mean we want the bad things to happen. Of course we don't. Of course I wish this didn't happen. Of course I wish I was able to reconnect before. At the same time, I also know, I am very, very, very confident that my grandma is with me every day. I am confident that she is guiding me and I'm confident that she's supporting me. I'm confident in all of those things. And I know that she is the one that has pushed me to do these things and to break these curses and to be the strong woman that I am. I know that. And so if you're going through a hard season, if you are feeling some immense pain that you don't know how to get out of, this is my reminder to you to keep going. Because honestly, guys, I didn't know how I was going to get through that pain. And as many of you know, I am 
coming on my third year of being sober anniversary. So I was just under a year of sobriety when this happened. And the fact that I was able to remain sober during this phase of my life, I'm so proud of. And I don't say that to brag, but um, if you've listened to my sobriety episode, I'll put it in the show notes because I think it's a good one. If you've listened to that episode, you would know that I use booze, not daily, but I often would use it to numb. And so that's why I consider myself on a sober journey, even though maybe I never drank daily, I did always drink when I needed to cover up the pain and when I didn't want to acknowledge the pain and I didn't want to work through the pain that I just didn't want to feel. And let me tell you guys, this period of life, like that month or two after my grandma passed, because it really was a good couple months because you also have to remember two months before that was when someone tried to rob me and it was very traumatic. And again, alone in a new state, knowing no one, I was so isolated and I was unwell, as they would say, I was unwell. So knowing that, knowing that I was able to use this deep and intense pain and sorrow and use it to bring the most healing and to allow myself to work through those difficult moments and to and to allow myself to get real because I wasn't numbing anymore. I wasn't using substances to numb. I was allowing myself to feel that immense pain. And trust me, it's fucking terrible. It's not like I want you guys to feel this pain. Of course I don't. But I do believe that if we have things pent up inside of us, that we need to allow ourselves to feel those deep emotions Because if we don't allow ourselves to feel them, then we aren't allowing ourselves to process them. And that's why I believe I had so many negative behaviors and habits because I was repressing how I was actually feeling instead of allowing myself to be in my true essence and be in my true feelings. So by allowing myself to truly grieve and as dumb as it sounds, allowing myself to be completely broken and sad and just a fucking mess, I was able to then put the pieces back together in a more healed and enlightened version. And there have been many moments in my meditations where I feel my grandma with me. I know she's with me. I know that there's another realm after this earthly phase. I really believe that we are just a soul having a human experience. So I believe that her soul is still with me and guiding me. And I believe that she is helping me to heal through this pain because obviously the pain is not gone. But you do learn. You learn how to cope and you I'm not going to say that the pain gets less because I don't think that's true, but it gets different and it's not as present every single day, at least for me. Um, And I just wanted to share with you guys that if you're feeling like you're in these immense storms and you don't know what the fuck to do, you need to allow yourself I'm not, I shouldn't say need, but I really recommend that you allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling because 
whenever I've allowed myself to be in the storm, not to numb the storm, not to just push through and pretend it's not happening, but allow myself to work through those emotions, work through those feelings. And P.S. I highly recommend doing so with a mental health professional because they will help you actually um, heal the wounds instead of just like putting a bandaid on it, right? They'll help start putting those stitches on, maybe puts it not just like slapping a bandaid and hoping for the best. They will help you actually heal your wounds, right? If you're in a storm, if you're feeling low, if you are like, I genuinely have no idea where the hell I'm going to go from here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. I don't even know how to process this. One, connect with a mental health professional and to allow yourself to be in those feelings because I have found that by doing so, it has allowed me to truly uncover how I was feeling. So, of course, I was terribly sad that she passed, but I wasn't just grieving that. I was grieving all of the what ifs. What if we had reconciled? What if we were able to do this together or that together? What if maybe someday she could have seen me get married? What if maybe someday she could meet my children? What if someday we had a relationship again? All the what ifs and the would she be proud of me? You know, that plagues your mind. But knowing that, learning how to accept, you know, the stage is a grief I don't remember them all off the top of my head. I didn't really prepare for this podcast. I'm just speaking from the heart, to be honest, and maybe I should have, so sorry. But going through the stages of grief and eventually getting to acceptance, that doesn't mean you're okay with what happened, but it means you learn how to live with it and you learn how to use the lessons going forward. And so when I then hit my next big bout of grief, which happened this past February, Um, Not from a death of an individual, but almost like a death of a relationship because some major things happened and I had to grieve everything that I thought would be, everything that I thought was, if that makes sense. With I I don't want to reveal too many details, but essentially I had to, or I grieved the past because I felt like I had been lied to. And I also had to grieve the future because I knew that the future was forever changed compared to what in my mind I thought it would be. You know what I'm saying? And allowing myself to feel all those stages of grief, I, I'm i still working through them, to be honest, with the situation in February. Feeling that pain, feeling that anger, feeling that sadness, the denial, allowing myself to work through those. It is so incredibly important. And I'm sorry that this isn't the most upbeat or inspiring, or motivating episode, but I just want to tell you guys that in those low moments, I never thought I could, I never knew that I I could be happy again, and that sounds so stupid, but truly in those dark, dark, dark spaces, I did not know how I was going to go on, yet I did go on. I did go on, and since those days, I have had some of the happiest and most beautiful days of my life. My life has gone on. And of course, I wish certain loved ones were here to be a part of it. And unfortunately, they aren't. But that doesn't make the beautiful days any less beautiful. And if anything, it allows me to cherish 
all the people I have in my life and all the relationships I do have. And knowing that I have so many amazing guides present with me in this lifetime, knowing that I was able to use the pain to grow and to become a better version of myself. That's happened in both of these situations. You know, when my grandma died, I think it allowed me to truly feel how fucking sad I was about not seeing um, my dad or his family anymore because, you know, I wasn't really given the opportunity to truly grieve it before. It may sound silly, but it was all kind of swept under the rug and we just pretended it didn't happen and it wasn't acknowledged. And that's why, honestly, a lot of people have no fucking clue (laughs) and it's not something you just talk about, right? And that's hard. It's hard when you feel like you've been repressing a very monumental thing in your life. That's painful and that's difficult, but allowing myself to grieve that has allowed me to finally find healing. And that doesn't mean the journey is over. It's not. But in that healing, I have found so much more self-love, so much more self-acceptance. I have broke so many of my bad habits that I unknowingly used to mask the pain. You know, sometimes, I'll be honest, guys, I'm getting very vulnerable here. Sometimes I think that I can be a bit blunt and a bit like hard exterior because I don't feel safe to be soft. And I've had to put up this hard exterior because it's what's kept me safe over the years. And I've had to really take care of myself and defend myself and rely on myself. And because of that, it hasn't been safe for me to put my guard down, right? And that's when I talk about finally feeling safe for the first time in my life, truly with Kyle, that's kind of what I mean. I feel like I'm finally able to put my guard down and it's a really beautiful thing. Um, and knowing that I will be okay no matter what happens, no matter what life throws at me, knowing that I will get through it, I'm very confident in that. Now, universe, don't take that as a challenge. Let's just fucking chill for a sec, please. Begging you, holy shit. (laughs) But using these moments in my life to realize that I am more than the limitations I put on myself. And I put all these limitations on myself for such a large variety of reasons. I don't know if you can relate, but all these past pain moments, all this past hurt, I put it all on myself for a reason. And in this healing process, I have learned how to let go of some of those negative and toxic behaviors. And then this past year, one of the biggest things I've learned through all the heartache and the pain has been how much I can actually trust myself, how I can take care of myself and how I do not need other people to take care of me. I've always been a very independent person, but I did realize there was one or two pretty codependent relationships in my life that I turned to a lot, maybe not for monetary help or really like physical help. Like I still did pretty much everything for myself, but 
I did emotionally depend on other people in certain areas of my life. And so when I had to cut those ties, it showed me that I I can trust myself. I can trust my feelings. I can trust that I will be okay. And that I'm a, I can believe in myself and I can make decisions for myself. And this sounds so silly, but if you haven't been in a codependent relationship, you may not understand what that's like. But once you're once you're out of that and you realize that, wait, I don't need to ask everyone for permission before I go do things. And that's such a common trauma response because often people who have experienced trauma don't feel safe in their bodies and don't feel safe making decisions because maybe they don't feel like they can trust their own inner guidance anymore. And so this year, I've really learned how to trust my inner guidance, and it's been a beautiful thing. If I didn't have the experiences I've had, I don't think this podcast would exist. If I didn't have the experiences I've had, I don't think that I would be um, working at a new job and in a new career because I probably would have listened to other people telling me all the reasons that I can't or that I shouldn't or it would be smart. And now I'm finally living in alignment with myself and my purpose and my goals. And it's a beautiful fucking thing. So this is my reminder to you. If you're in pain, if there's things you need to work through, things that have just brought you agony and misery and you are broken or you not you're broken, but you feel broken and you are like, what the fuck do I do from here? I don't know what I do from here. This is my reminder to just keep going, to start picking up the pieces. And I don't want to say move on because like that always to me sounds like just forget about it. I don't think that's smart. I don't think you need to move on and just forget about it, but we can move forward. I love that concept of moving forward versus moving on because I'm confident that I've been putting these pieces back together to propel myself forward in a much more beautiful and healed way and in a way that I am able to contribute to the beauty of the world around me and that I'm able to help others heal as well. And so I'm sorry that this was a bit of a downer episode because I'm in my feels right now and it's hard. But I also think that a lot of people don't share this side of themselves and these moments of vulnerability. And I think it's important to share when we're down. And I think it's important to share that we all have these experiences that change our life. And the day my grandma died changed my life in so many ways. And I wish so badly that we could have reconciled and like, I don't want to say reconciled because it's not like we hated each other just because of family dynamics. We never reconnected fully. I wish we could have had that moment. I really do. But that wasn't the universe's plan. And I trust that for whatever reason, it all needed to happen how it did and when it did. And sometimes it doesn't feel very fair. 
know that life isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. And I know that this pain has a greater purpose. So even the pain I feel today, I know is going to bring healing to myself. And I'm very confident it will bring healing to others as well. And I'm confident that it's shaping me into who I'm meant to be. So if you're in this moment of just deep sadness and deep heartbreak and you don't know where to go, one, please don't give up on yourself. You have so much ahead of you. Don't give up on yourself. Your loved one, say it's a grief journey you're going through. Your loved one wouldn't want you to give up on yourself. Your loved one would be like, hey, I'm here with you. Please keep going. So this is my reminder to you to please keep going, even when it seems like you can't. I'm confident that you can. And I'm confident that you will build the life you are meant to build. And I'm confident that you are going to step into the version of yourself that just lights the world on fire in the best way possible. I mean that in a good way, not in like, you know, a forest fire way. (laughs) So thank you guys for listening today. Thank you for being here. It's hard to be this vulnerable. Most people don't see this side of me, this non-fired up side of me. Um, Very few do. And I don't really know why I decided to record today. It just was on my heart. So I hope that it helps someone. And I hope that you guys know that you're not alone. And I know that the holidays can be a really hard time. And I might talk about that this holiday season. I might put together an episode on that. I'm not sure yet. But I just I just um, want you to know I'm here for you. And I'm so grateful for you. And I hope that you have a great week and a great holiday season. And I hope that no matter what's going on in your life that you know that you are so loved and you're so worthy. You're worthy of the healing that you're searching for and you're worthy of the life that you desire. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I will see you next week with probably a more uplifting episode, so I'm sorry this is a little sad, Um, but I'm so thankful for this space and I love you guys, so have a great rest of your week. And don't forget to stay empowered. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at ericavishkalis. If you want to be a part of our online community, check out our Facebook group, Empowered with Erica. You can also find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwitherica.com. I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.